Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about enriching our lives through practical spirituality, self love, and the tarot. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. And by the way, I feel like I've been doing a lot with my Instagram lately. I've been doing a lot of live streams, a lot of mini workshops on IGTV. So if you're interested in all of that, go check it out because there's a lot of good stuff there especially if you're a big fan of the podcast. I do a lot of more digestible tidbits um, here and there over there. So go check it out if you guys have free time today. But anyways, thank you for tuning into this episode about the hero font. And before I get started, (laughs) I just want to clear up, like, how do you guys pronounce this word? Because I say it, you know, I don't even remember how like what my original pronunciation of it was, I think I say hierophant and I hear a lot of people saying hierophant and I just have been going back and forth with it. And before I even hit record with this, I had to sit myself down and be like, okay, Gretchen, you're doing a podcast on this card. We need to make sure we don't continue to flip flop on how we're going to pronounce this word. So I think like the way it can really be solidified in my own head, I think I'm going to just call it the hero font from now on. That seems to roll off my tongue a little bit better. If there's another pronunciation you use, let me know. But we're just going to go with it. I don't even think it really matters. And that's just me and my little brain trying to keep me in in action and keep me from recording this podcast today. So I will have none of that. So the hero font. Navigating imposter syndrome in the spiritual community, right? So I have had a lot of run-ins with imposter syndrome, especially over the past year. As I started to grow my business and put myself out there and really step in in this bigger way. Um, Because I've spent the last five years going through all of my own drama, going through my own forest of transformation and being kind of very like the hermit about it, where It was a strictly solo journey. It was something that I needed to go through. And now that I'm out of that and I have learned so much from that experience, um, like a couple years ago, I realized that I wanted to put myself out there. I wanted to share what I know because I know it can help other people. So I've had a lot of run-ins with imposter syndrome for the past year because I, I, I'm continuing to push the boundaries on how I can show up for the world, who I can serve, things like that. So it's natural, right? And for a lot of us, we're tarot readers. We are in the business of serving other people. So it could be a common thing to experience. Like, who am I to be doing this work? Um, I'm not qualified to be helping someone with their journey. Like I'm still dealing with my own bullshit. I'll be exposed as a fraud and I can't have that. And that's usually the mindset, the, the thoughts behind the idea of imposter syndrome for my life. Whenever I feel like, 
oh my gosh, they're all going to find out that I really don't have my shit together or they're going to find out of all the horrible things I used to do and say to myself and, you know, all this stuff, right? Who am I to be someone who can help others through their own journeys? And so I want to offer to you guys a little bit of how I've been dealing with it and kind of new thoughts, new ways to think about imposter syndrome and you really stepping up as this this presence, this person who can help other people. And I think if we were to take apart imposter syndrome and we take a look at kind of the root causes of it, part of it is about us staying committed to our smallness instead of staying committed to who we are, who we're here to serve and the difference that we're here to make, right? Like when oftentimes, like I've been getting the um, judgment card a lot, which is all about stepping into your higher purpose and answering to your soul's calling. When we are so wrapped up in this whole imposter syndrome situation, what we're doing is we're kind of saying no to our soul's calling, right? Like we're kind of saying, no, I can't, I can't be this bigger part in the world. Who am I to be this person who's accomplished so many amazing things in her life, right? Like we're scared that we're not going to measure up when people find out who we really are. (laughs) And it's this idea of not wanting to move forward, not wanting to really dive into why we're here as light beings, as light workers, however you want to identify yourself. Like, who are you here to serve? Why does the world need someone like you? And being willing to say, this isn't even about me, right? Like, this isn't about my little insecurities and doubts and um, like me being self-conscious about my self-image. It's about what I'm here to do for other people, how I'm willing to show up and serve the world. And when we transition it from a place of being concerned about how we're coming across to this idea of serving the world, which I know lights you up because If you're listening to something like this, if you're a tarot reader, if you're into spirituality, I think a lot of people who are drawn to this type of work are people who want to serve the greater good, who want to help so many more people other than themselves and share these messages. And in order to step into this hierophant energy, I think it's important to see it's about being the teacher as well as the student. If you take a look, hold on, let me grab my Hierophant card. Okay, I have it in front of me. The Hierophant card. As we look at it, we see there's this really decorated, almost probably religious type looking figure here. Um, And then there are two students, two people below him. And I think to understand that whenever you get this card, ask yourself, who are you? Which one of those figures are you? 
Are you the teacher? Are you the the leader? Or are you the one who's learning? Are you the student? And it's this idea of embodying both, being a master at something, but also being open to be taught and to be schooled by life, essentially. And to have that balance between being a student and being a teacher can help make this less of this rigid thing. Like it can help keep our identity a little bit more fluid and not fixed. Because the second we step into an identity of, I am this spiritual master, I am this great person with all this great wisdom and everyone should listen to me, that's when we get into trouble, right? Like that is when we get caught up in being this authority and we're cutting ourselves off from learning and growing and from those learning and growing experiences, being able to help other people in a greater way. And like another thing that if you're really struggling with this thought of I'll be exposed as a fraud when they find out my true nature, (laughs) I think one of the biggest things to combat that and a big practice that I've been staying committed to is to practice vulnerability. Brene Brown has so many good books and resources about this, so go check her out. But really practicing this idea of putting yourself out there and being vulnerable, right? Like sharing the experiences that you've had that you've been dealing with, that you've been struggling with, and opening up to the support around you. The more transparent we are about ourselves and our struggles and what we're going through, I think that's that binds us, that helps us relate to other people. And people not only start to reach out to you and offer support, but they also see themselves in your situation. And from that, they can get a sense of validation. Like they're not alone in this. This other person who's done all this amazing stuff is also going through all the same stuff that I'm going through. And it kind of just combats this idea of putting people up on a pedestal just because they've done all this amazing stuff. And I talked about this a couple episodes ago in my Hanged Man episode to share what you're going through. Be willing to be open about all of it. And not that you have to like post all the time about what you're going through and really put your, put it out there in a big way. It's just practicing the art of being comfortable with your own struggles and being willing to share that with other people. So that's one way that I think is great to start practicing in order to overcome this whole imposter syndrome and feeling like a fraud is to out yourself, right? And share with the world. If you are feeling like an imposter, share with the world that feeling and that experience. And I think you'll find so many more genuine connections out there with people feeling the same way. And it's not about also expecting support, but it's about connecting with other people and then also helping them validate their own experience that they are not alone in how they're feeling. And I want to take a shift here in the conversation and talk about when 
you know, we're going out and doing all these amazing things in the world. We're accomplishing big things. We're hitting our big goals. I think this is a great way to kind of open up the dialogue of asking yourself, where is all of this stuff coming from? Right? Like I've had certain podcasts or certain posts or something that I look back on and I'm like, wow, I have no idea where that came from. Like I'm impressed by myself and I'm sure you have felt the same way about some of your past accomplishments of like, how the hell did that come through me? Where did that come from? And I think it's good to think about that. Like, what is the source of all this amazingness? Where is this coming from? And so often we make the ego, our small self, the source of everything. For example, when we have a goal that we want to accomplish, oftentimes we come at it from the ego place, from the small self, and we come at it from this small sense of who we are. When we think that that is where all this amazingness is coming from, that is when we fall into the trap of imposter syndrome. That's when we start to think, who am I to be doing all this stuff? I am no one. And we start to identify with that energy. But when we take a step back and ask, okay, what's really going on? Where is all this coming from? And we can realize that with all of our goals, all of our accomplishments, all the amazing things we've ever done, when we start to shift that from coming from the ego to coming from a source much greater than me, this small self, much greater than my ego, then you'll never feel like a fraud because it's not coming from the self with a lowercase s. It's coming from self with an uppercase S. It's coming from the divine essence of who you are. We can really step into this Hierophant energy by realizing that we're channeling the divine. We're channeling source in every single thing we do. A book that I recommend to all of my clients and everyone that I ever talk to about this topic is Outrageous Openness by Tosha Silver, which is a fantastic book because she really dives into the practicality of divine surrender and stepping into being a vessel for love, being a vessel for infinite intelligence instead of being the one who's doing all of the heavy lifting. And from reading that book, I was able to take that information and apply it to a real life thing that was happening in my life, which was I was trying to graduate and um, pass all my classes, get my degree so that I can start working and making a living for myself. Um, That's when I really started to dive deep into this work. So I specifically applied this to test taking, which was interesting. (laughs) And... um, I I remember saying to myself before going into any of the tests, the big major tests that I was going to take, I remember going into it with the mindset of, I'm just the hand of the divine. Like when I go there, when I'm answering these questions, when I'm writing my responses to these prompts, it's not me who's answering. I am just the person writing it down. I am infinite intelligence scribe. I am the divine's scribe. And they're just telling me what I need to know, what I need to focus on, what I need to write. And I'm literally here as a channel, a conduit. 
a vehicle for the divine. And so if we think about everything, all of our goals, all of our plans with that same mindset, then we never feel like we're some fraud who will be found out sooner or later because we're in complete surrender. We have handed everything over to the divine and infinite intelligence. We're handing everything over to that force to do all the heavy lifting. And I really believe that's how it should be. And I don't know if you agree with me on this or not, but I think infinite intelligence and source is here to help us. It's not here to stand by and just watch us suffer and flail and drown. I think it's just waiting for us to realize that we have access to this power and that even when we think we're not channeling it, we are channeling it in the biggest way. We all have this connection with the divine. We all have this hero font within us, that part of us that is the channel for the divine and kind of removes our small self from the equation so that we're able to step in in this bigger way and step into our higher calling. A long time ago when I was still forming my business and I was trying to find the perfect name, I came across this name that is way too long, but I like the concept behind it. And it's self-love over self-image. And I think this is something that is so important when understanding the lesson of the Hierophants. Self-love, loving the divine self, self with an uppercase S, loving the divine self and seeing that essence in you and all the work that you've done thus far and seeing it in other people as well. And then sharing that with them so that they can learn to see that too. Just hold the mirror to them and be like, look how amazing you are. Look how incredibly magnificent you are. Sharing it with the people around you so that they can learn to see it too. That is also self-love. Self-love is not only about me, right? I mean, it can start for me and it definitely starts for me, but embodying self-love is showing people how beautiful they are already, how amazing the things they, they're creating are, right? And sharing that with the world. And that's the message of the, the Hierophant for sure is it's like stepping out of our own smallness and just going out there and serving, showing, inspiring, leading, and leading from a place of being a master, but also being a student and being willing to learn from all different types of people, all different sources, regardless of how young or old they are or inexperienced or experienced they are. Like the world is so ripe with so many lessons and beautiful things that we can see and interact with and grow with. And self-love over self-image, self-image as in overcoming that tendency to try to be perfect all the time and overcoming the tendency of perfectionism. Because at least for when I look at it in my life and all the times that I've been too perfectionistic about something, 
It's because I wasn't willing to be a student. I wasn't willing to put myself out there and be vulnerable and learn and grow from experiences. I I wanted to identify as someone who was just the master, someone who like already knew everything and who's an expert and who wanted to come across as someone super confident all the time, which is not the case at all. So I think imposter syndrome and perfectionism go hand in hand for sure. And just to kind of recap, ways to go about like understanding it and overcoming it is stepping into your higher purpose and letting go of your self-image, letting go of how people think of you, being willing to be the master slash teacher and the student. So owning your own personal experiences and owning your own inner wisdom, but also being open to learning from other people as well and kind of being this pliable, flexible, fluid type person instead of having this fixed identity. And usually with perfectionism, we try to keep ourselves in this fixed, rigid identity that is completely impossible to upkeep. So be vulnerable, be that vulnerable student. And that gains you more respect. I think for me, like the people who are spiritual teachers out there and the people who share a lot of these things and their teachers, when they're able to be so open about the things that they're struggling with in their personal lives and all of their issues and everything, I find that incredibly amazing and incredibly brave for them to kind of put themselves out there in a raw and real way without hiding behind all this super shiny marketing and trying to look perfect and, um, Like, not that that's wrong, but I think it, like, I increase my respect for that person because they're able to kind of walk the walk and talk the talk at the same time, if that makes sense. And then we also have this idea of giving up our self-image, giving up our ego, and placing everything in the hands of the divine and just being the pure vessel, right? The Hierophant is typically looked at as this spiritual person who has this connection with God and then um, they come back with the message and share it with the people, right? So it's all about that connection and nourishing that connection you have with source, with whatever you want to call it. And then also acknowledging source in other people because this is something we all have within us. We have Hierophant energy within all of us. And then reflecting that back onto people and sharing the love, sharing the light, and sharing that sense of self-love that you see in everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this latest episode of Self-Love Tarot. Again, I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. And if you've been listening to this podcast and you are interested in working one-on-one with me as your coach to support you in whatever transformational journey you're going through, email me at selflovetarotpodcast at gmail.com. I have the link in the description and also DM me on Instagram. (laughs) I love it when people DM me and share with me their stories because it's been amazing. But let me support you on your journey because it it's hard to do it alone. <laughs> and I say that from experience, it's hard to do it alone. And once I got 
on board with my coach, that's when things started to make a little bit more sense. And I felt like I have this one person to kind of hold me to my commitment, even when it was really hard. So if you're interested in receiving that type of one-on-one support, I would love to get in touch with you. And in the meantime, enjoy these podcasts that I have here and enjoy all the stuff that's on my Instagram. All that stuff is free. Go check it out at Self Love Tarot. Thank you so much again for joining me on this episode. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.